Welcome back Welcome to this American film. It's the <laughs> weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we've seen over the past seven days. I'm Nick Panunto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, how is it going? Going swimmingly, Nick. How are you? I'm terrific. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Uh, I assume you've seen some movies this week? I saw a movie this week. All right. And that was <laughs> that was Happy Death Day to You. Oh, you saw it? I did. Oh, I'm excited to hear about it. Uh, you should be. I saw two movies this week. Uh, I watched the movie Overlord. And, oh, okay, interesting. And uh, and Battleship Potemkin, which is a, fuck is it's a silent film from 1925. Oh, never heard of it. Well, I'll start with that. Clearly. Let me start with that, All right. with that movie. Um, so, Battleship Potemkin from... Terrible dialogue. <laughs> uh, there is no dialogue in the movie. It's a silent film. And uh, that was your joke. And... Um, uh, so it's from 1925. It's a Russian film directed by Sergei Eisenstein. And um, it tells the story of uh, a 1905 Russian revolution uh, of a crew on a, uh, the battleship Potemkin uh, who mutiny against their uh, the, um, the terrible officers on the ship. And um, it's, it happens at the same time as... Now, this is where I'm going to expose my ignorance a little bit. Um, I know very little about Russia and its various re- revolutions. Um, but uh, so this takes place uh, during. Start learning now because soon enough they will be our over. Well, I mean, like, long story short, they now have a president of the United States. So, right. Uh, so it uh, it takes place in 1905 during like I don't know if it's a failed revolution or just one of the revolutions in Russia, uh, and and like the workers of the country are striking and on the on this ship the the crew gets word of it and uh, they're like oh this is why are we still obeying the proletariat or not the proletariat the proletariat's the people um basically the, the the officers on the ship treat the crew horribly they feed them rotten meat <laughs> there's this one sequence where where this one officer is walking through um where they're all sleeping where the crew's sleeping and he slips and and trips a little bit and he like takes a chain out like a small like wristwatch chain and hits one of the crew member in the back with it and and then like leaves the crew member like sits up and he's like what was that for? And then he starts crying. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Cause like, the, the guy who got hit starts crying. Yeah. Or the guy who took out the, tr- okay. And, and it's kind of hard to figure out who like all these guys kind of look the same. Um, some amazing mustaches on these dudes, but, um, the, like the officers are dressed well and the crew members, are dressed shoddily like you could like some of them don't have shoes some of them they're they're wearing rags and tatters and uh and so like you can just see the difference between the uh the two classes of of the navy people and uh and so basically uh, the captain of the ship calls everyone onto the deck and he says who isn't happy with the food or borscht 
I guess borscht is like Uh-oh. a stew. He says, who's unhappy with huh. the stew or borscht? Sounds like a trap. And uh, take two steps forward. So like 20 guys take two steps forward and the captain's like, shoot them. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. And, uh, and so like they call the Marines up to the deck to, to execute these guys and uh, they throw a tarp over them. And then as the captain gives the order to, to have them shot, one of the crew members yells, uh, brothers, who are you shooting? And for whatever reason, this inspires the the total mutiny of the ship where the, the crew overthrows the officers. And, uh, oh. and uh, the guy who leads the mutiny, he gets shot in the back by one of the officers. He gets shot like in the head, in the back. And, uh, and he falls off the boat. And, um, so then like chapter two starts and it's, or this is chapter three. I don't know. And, uh, we go to the mainland, which is not far away. And it's a town or a city in Russia called Odessa. And, uh, I guess this is like one of the sites of the revolution and the people hear about how the Navy mutinied against their captain. And they're like, this is great. Let's all go out to the ship. So they go out to the ship and bring tons of food and they're like, yay. And then there's this really cool moment where the, it's a black and white film from the twenties and they raise the flag of victory and it's a red flag. Like this red cartoon flag comes up and I was like, Oh, neat. I didn't see that coming. Like, uh, Oh, so the, the flag's actually red. Yeah. It's kind of drawn in. Yeah. Huh. And, uh, so with the, with the telling them to shoot people and whatnot, uh any of the, is, are those like dialogue cards? Yes. Like other silent films. Yeah. Okay. And they're, they're all in Russian. And so okay. um I started this movie and and the 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 first the first title card's like a full screen of text in Russian. And I went, Well, I'm gonna need subtitles. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I got the subtitles on and uh and I was watching it. But um so uh back to the the, the story is uh so the yeah. people are like very supportive. They bring fresh food and and pigs and birds to the ship for them to eat and there and there's like this long drawn out of sequence of everyone on land waving to the ship and then the ship waving to the land and then the army shows up to quell the rebellion um uh-huh. like uh and then this is the moment where you get like uh you know the scene in the untouchables have you seen the untouchables um yeah i think i saw it like last year Oh really? For the first time. That's a yeah. that's a Kevin Costner movie that I do like, and uh, yeah, that's a decent movie. There's um, you know, the scene where like the baby carriage is going down the steps while they're having the shootout. Yes, that yeah. that is from this movie. Um, Battle oh. Battleship Potemkin did it first, and and the Untouchables is paying homage to it. There's like this scene where like all the people are on these steps of the city, and these steps. Uh, I know you haven't seen it, but there's a Fast and the Furious movie where the runway is like 40 miles long, and uh, and uh, that's what these steps are like. It's like a, 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 a like never-ending steps, and these soldiers show up and start executing people in the crowd, like just shooting people to disperse them. And uh, this one lady gets shot in the face, and she falls backwards and knocks her baby down the steps, and the carriage goes down the stairs. Um. And then, uh, and then we go back to the ship, and the the navy is coming to quell the rebellion on the ship to to stop the mutiny. 
And uh, uh-huh. just as the movie's going to like full climax, like, oh, we're going to have this huge naval battle, the other ships let them go because they, they agree with them. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So there's like a quiet rebellion amongst the people who are supposed to be stopping the overt rebellion. Yeah. So like the there's like the one mutiny led to more mutiny. So, uh, okay. yeah. Um, an excellent movie. It was... Okay. Tremendous, especially for for nineteen twenty five. Like, I mean, the the way that it looks, it looks like a movie made today. Um, like if it was if if like you took a film camera and shot a movie. Um, yeah. It it looks it looks really modern, except for like the people look like they're from the twenties. Like it, it it's it looks beautiful. the The way it's edited together is tremendous. Um, the music is is um great um i'm trying to remember what the the theme to it is and of course i can't remember it but it's it's a theme that you've heard like a million times i'll probably think of it once we end the show um (laughs) uh, um but uh look up uh battleship potemkin theme on youtube and you'll be like oh that's what that music's from and it's it's terrific um the music the music is is the dialogue of the movie and it and the music just keeps getting faster and faster as the movie's going on as like the intensity builds up and uh yeah it is a wonderful movie i really enjoyed it now keep in mind it is total propaganda like total russian revolution propaganda um from the from the 20s is that how you got it it just showed up in your facebook (laughs) yeah right and uh but um like i mean like the the movie opens with like a uh, a quote from Leon Trotsky and I I don't remember what the quote is, but um there's a lot of controversy around the movie like it was banned in Britain until the fifties like it was banned in a whole bunch of countries for uh for like thirty years because the governments were afraid that it was going to inspire uh communist revolutions uh, mm-hmm. so like this the story of the movie is fascinating. Um, in, uh, I was reading on Wikipedia after I watched it, um, Goebbels, the German propaganda guy, the Nazi propaganda guy. Yeah. He really liked the movie. He was like, wow, you can really tell some inspirational stuff with this. Um, this gives me a lot of great ideas. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. So like Goebbels was inspired, uh, partly into it. Uh, and then I read on the Wikipedia below that that uh the guy who directed the movie was like you can just go to hell Goebbels. there's no such thing as nationalistic socialism or something like that like whatever the nazi party stood for um he's like that's an oxymoron it doesn't exist you're awful people um and then like uh and i was reading in in the wikipedia again like some of the characters in the in the movie like there's this one young guy who's like whipping the crowd into a into like a frenzy to to rebel uh, he was later executed as part of like one of Stalin's cleanses and stuff. So like, mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot going on in this movie. Like that's not just the movie. Like, like Russia is a m- pretty messed up place <laughs> as far as like the early to late 1900s. It's a uh, it's crazy. And there's there's a uh, what put you onto the movie? Uh, well, I finished watching Overlord, and I was like, I kind of want to watch another war movie. And I thought that Battleship Potemkin was a World War II movie, and it's a uh, oh, okay. it is not. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there's like this moment when the when the crowd 
the crowd is full of like the poor and um they're they're getting whipped up into this frenzy to like to to rebel against the czar and there are like rich people in the crowd and there's this one moment where one of the rich people goes where where like the people are just like talk like there's no dialogue cards but you can just tell how passionate the people are and there's this one rich uh-huh. guy who's like oh god i can't remember the exact quote but he's like something along the lines of yeah screw the jews and they're like, what the hell was that? Oh, where did that come right. from? And it's and like I, I looked it up online. I was like, where did that come from? And uh, like the idea behind it is that the guy was trying to redirect the crowd's anger at the Jewish population away from the rich population. And it does not work out well for that guy. Apparently, like the, the implication is that they beat him to death. And uh, oh, but I was like, well, that that's mob justice for you right there but um uh an excellent movie i'd highly recommend checking out it is only an hour and five minutes long too like it is sounds good it is quick and uh it's it's on many many critics like top 10 lists of all time it was really good like i kind of want to watch it again after having read the wikipedia page on it just so like i could understand a little more about what's going going on but yeah. yeah Uh, Battleship Potemkin, definitely check it out. Um, okay. Just for the music and the editing alone. It's, it's crazy. Like that end sequence is, uh, is really, really intense. And then for nothing to happen is a little disappointing, but it's like crazy intense. Hmm. Well, I will, uh, I'll I'll put that on my list of things to see because it sounds pretty good. Yeah. It was fun. (laughs) Check it out yeah you, you're gonna have to stop saying that because at some point i'm gonna not know when you mean <laughs> we should check something out or not uh but i'll take you seriously on this one okay um and then did you watch overlord yet i did not oh well then uh well, i don't know but you don't have to be completely careful with it as far as like spoiling stuff goes oh okay well then i guess we should save it for the end then Okay. Um, well, then, in that case, I will tell you about Happy Death Day to you. Oh, right. Um, and, of course, because I went to the movie theater, that means there's a preview corner. Brought to you by the big and, ticket. Yeah, and it, this time it, it has a couple of movies that weren't in other things I saw previews for before. All right, new previews. Some of them. Not, not a lot of them. Yeah, so... Uh, so preview corner. First one is I I saw the uh, uh, preview for Child's Play, which I had been hearing about. There's a new Child's uh, but Play. I had not seen. Yeah, they're they're rebooting Child's Play. Oh, and um, it's got oh I can't remember her name now. Dang it! I thought I I thought I'd remember that. I think it's the actress that played Beth in um, Life After Beth. Aubrey Plaza. Um, yeah, yeah. I think she's the mom. And which is weird because she's seems really young. Um, but that's uh, probably because I still haven't come to terms with being 37 yet. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so child's play, uh, they, there wasn't a lot of um plot shown in the in the preview. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, there might not be much plot other than that the uh toy doll goes around killing people. Um, but it looks like it's uh it looks like it's meant to be a lot darker 
than the original. Like the original Child's Play was kind of a tongue-in-cheek horror. Um, this looks like they're going. I don't know. Like maybe it's got a similar feel to uh, like the new It movie. You know, and they did It uh-huh. a couple years ago, um, or maybe last year. Uh, yeah, it looks. Uh, it looks kind of intense. Um, you know, I've never. I, I think I've only seen part of one child's play movie and i think it was whatever one where the child chucky goes to military school and all like like he enrolls like i don't know there's something going on with like young young men and military like i don't want to say kids but not quite adults and yeah like uh like a boarding school yeah and the only thing i can remember about the movie is i think someone jumps on a grenade to save everyone. Huh. That's the only thing I can remember about any Chucky movie. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah. Does he still look the same or did they change the way the doll looks? You know, it's 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 funny you should ask because I feel like I should be able to answer that. And at the same time, I feel like I didn't actually see Chucky in the preview. Mm-hmm. And I may not have actually seen Chucky. I might have seen him like, like you might have seen him from the back. Um... So, yeah, they might be trying to hide the design a little bit. Um, but anyway, that was there. Looks like they're going for a heavier tone, uh, maybe a bit more violent. Um, and and I don't even know if there was – I don't even know if there's actually any dialogue in it. There, there might have been a little bit. Um, but it was it, it was a pretty long preview for having so little information in it. Yeah. It just looks, uh, looks dark. Um, then I saw a preview for, um, Dennis Quaid is a creepy old man, um, AKA the intruder, which I had seen a preview for before, but this time it occurred to me that I feel like you see the, uh, the entire movie in this preview. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Although I still kind of want to see the movie, (laughs) so (laughs) I guess it doesn't, doesn't ruin it. Um, but I, as I was watching the preview, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I feel like I know what Act Three is going to be, and now I think I'm seeing it. Um, and then I saw a preview for a movie that I would call American Idol the movie, but that is actually called Teen Spirit. <laughs> um, and it looks like uh, like you're following a girl who I I guess the actress must be Dakota Fanning's sister. Um, South through her. South Dakota fanning. Huh? Precisely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you're following her through like her career in like American Idol or something like that. But uh, they kept playing this music and I was at the, you know, I was at the theater for a horror movie. So I had just seen a horror preview uh, or two horror previews. And they were playing this music that I'm like, I'm waiting for the turn, you know, for it to be like, this was a girl who's going to be a pop star and blah, blah, blah. And then this guy shows up, <laughs> but it, it never, it never happened. So in the middle of all these previews for horror movies, there's a preview that's just a movie about a girl winning American Idol. So you're just, you're just waiting for her stalker to show up at night kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for something to go south, and uh, it it just doesn't happen. But it, at like the whole preview, like it didn't 
seemed like it was just me. It seemed like it was me and the musical score conspiring to psych me out. Because seriously, they're like, the dun-dun-dun, that was kind of there. Like the ominous violin dissonant chords and stuff. Um, But then then it just ended. And it was like, yeah, go see this movie. (laughs) Um, So I I don't think I will. (laughs) Um, And then I saw a preview for a movie I would call Piece of Shit, but is actually called, I think, Dark Phoenix. Oh. Was it a new trailer or the same one? Nope, same trailer. It kind of has me wondering if they're like just looking for an excuse to end this version of the franchise. I, and like reboot again. They must be because I mean Disney takes over next year, I think, right? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Um so yeah, so there was that. I don't have anything new to say about that. Um and then I saw a preview for a movie called uh, well that I would call My Sharona, <laughs> but it's actually The Curse of La Llorona. Um <laughs> and and the reason I would call it my Sharuna, or or I might also just call it James Wan movie, or like Blumhouse movie, uh-huh. um, is because in the preview they keep saying Larona or Yorona. Sorry, it's Yorona, not Larona. And they keep saying that, and I'm like, man, it just keeps making me think of uh, my Sharona. And boy, does it have that Blumhouse feel. Like it just it just looks like it, you could throw it into like any of those. Uh, franchises that they have going at Blumhouse and it would just fit in with no problem. Yeah. Um, like if you showed me scenes from it, I could think it was any of those movies and not now. Right. Uh, so yeah. So that, you know, if you've seen those movies then I guess you've kind of seen this preview, uh, I saw another commercial for Greta, the movie where Zoe Grace Moretz is, uh, brought into some sort of weird world with, uh, an old lady because she finds her purse. And um, Zoe Grace Moretz, uh, you know, my sister at once was having a conversation with me about Christian Bale. And I was saying that I wasn't sure what to do with Christian Bale in my mind, because sometimes he seems like a great actor and sometimes he doesn't at all. Uh And my sister said, well, you know, my take on Christian Bale is that he's as good as the director he's working with. And I think the same thing applies to Zoe Grace Moretz because I've seen her be a good actress. What else is she? And in? I've seen her. Uh, here we go again. Um, <laughs> she she was she was Hit Girl. Oh right, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and and, and in those movies, I thought she was fine. Um, but yeah, I've seen her in a couple things where she was pretty crummy, and I thought she was fine in the Carrie remake. Um, but crappy and other stuff and in this preview man she is not acting um but <laughs> this preview has me kind of curious as to like what this twist is because there's there are definitely like five or six hints at like here's a twist coming um and i'm like is she her mom what what is it gonna be uh and in spite of the fact that it looks like a really crappy movie and that Zoe Grace Moretz isn't doing a good job, which probably is a sign that the rest of the movie is not that good. I, I'm kind of curious, so I'm probably going to end up seeing this stupid movie at some <laughs> point. Um, and then I saw another preview for Us, 
um, which is the African-American family who are being sort of haunted by some kind of twisted version of themselves. Uh-huh. And um, I, I, it's coming out next month. I'm pretty excited about it. I, th- I think it looks really good. Okay. Um, and it's another, uh, was it a Jordan Peele yeah. movie? Um, so I'm stoked. And uh, you know, the one thing not, not really relevant to, you know, wanting to see it or not. Uh, but one thing that really hit me during this preview is you cannot show me people in a car in a movie without me expecting them to crash. <laughs> like it's just one, the one scene of the preview is them just talking in the car and I'm like, okay, where's the crash? Where's the crash? And there's, if there is a crash, I don't know when it happens. There's no hint of it actually happening in the preview. Um, but even now you can hear me being hesitant to say there's not a crash because <laughs> there's still people in a car. It's like Pavlov, uh, Pav, not Pavlov's dog, Chekhov's car. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's even worse when someone in the front of the car turns around to look and talk to someone in the back of the car. Uh-huh. Like, don't turn around. A, a log's going to fall off a truck yeah. or something. Uh, so that was it for preview corner. There was a Coke commercial, but it's that same. Uh, I, I'm actually uh, really getting tired of this like Coke commercial where they're finishing each other's sentences. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of wanting my old diet Coke apocalypse propaganda back. <laughs> I want to. I want to get back into the drama of people standing up for their right to drink diet coke. Yeah, but that's it. That's it. So uh, thanks, big ticket. Uh, when you said James Wan, it reminded me of the text you uh, you sent me. Uh, was it yesterday about Aquaman? Uh, Aquaman yeah. is now one of the top twenty top twenty highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah. How? And just. Just know. how? Like, I just don't... I've, like, I, I at this point, I feel like I need to watch it again because... You're wrong. Because I must have missed something. Like, how can it be this yeah. popular? I mean... I don't I was so I boring. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can it, understand yeah, it, it would... making, like, as much money as, like, Batman, Superman. Like, okay, yeah. Like, some people liked it. You know, some people didn't. But, like, it's the top grossing DC movie of all time. Like it's, it's literally like, uh, uh, did you ever watch entourage? I tried once and I hated it. Um, like there, there's a plot line on entourage where, where the main actor, the Vinny chase guy, uh, he, he is Aquaman and they make James Cameron's Aquaman. And it's like, uh-huh. it's like the running joke through the whole se- season is that it's going to be a terrible movie. And then it ends up being like the biggest movie of all time. And that's slowly what Aquaman is doing. It's slowly becoming the greatest, the the biggest movie of all time. And I just don't get it. Like, it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't good. And there are other people out there who, who, who see it as we see it. So don't. Don't question your sanity too much. Oh. And they're talking they're going to make spin-off movies now with some of like the sub characters. Oh, and I'm like, god damn it. And like the I saw, the article that I read about it, they just show a still from Aquaman where they're like just floating next to each other but everyone's wearing man bun hairstyles because they didn't want to animate uh-huh. their hair floating around and I'm like, god damn it. This movie was bad. Why? Like, yeah. like I know we're gonna get yeah. five Aquaman movies now, and I'm gonna have to see every one of them. 
Oh, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I happen to be in Delaware with you, I'm not going to see any more of them. Uh, no way. Oh, man. Not not a, not a chance. Um, and well, yeah, and you're right. You know, like, how are they going to make movies from sub characters when the main characters felt like sub characters in the in the actual movie? Yeah. You know, there wasn't there was there wasn't any depth to anybody. Like nobody was a solid character. No. It's just like they should have just called the movie like here's Jason Momoa being Jason Momoa. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. But apparently uh James Cameron has jumped in on the sharing thoughts about Aquaman and been pretty critical cuz he's all about using water. Yeah. He's been kind of critical about how it actually looks really shitty. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> and like it doesn't doesn't look at all like people are actually underwater. No, it doesn't. Then, I guess uh I guess uh, some of the Avatar movies, um, and and by the way, while I'm saying this, and I'm excited that James Cameron's speaking out against Aquaman, by no means should anyone take that to mean that I think there should be five Avatar movies. Oh, good, because there's going to um, be six Avatar movies. Oh, good God. They're well, making like apparently the, the, the th- three of the sequels like right now. Like they're They're making the three sequels right now, and then depending on how they do, they'll make the other two. Well, I guess some of them are going to take place underwater and James Cameron's going to show how it's done. So look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, and actually I, it, there is part of me that is sort of looking forward to that. Cause then people who are like Aquaman's really good looking can go, Oh wait, actually this is shit. Yeah. This is, these are lots of colors, but this doesn't actually look good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so there's a bullshit corner. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be revisiting that anytime we talk about Aquaman. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, happy death day to you. Yeah. And uh, listeners, if you didn't hear it, we, Nick and I reviewed the first happy death day a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um. And the plot of I I I'm gonna struggle a little bit to not spoil things here, okay. or to to I, I'll it'll be I'll manage not to spoil things, but it'll be a little hard to share the plot without doing some spoiling. So I'm gonna review the first one a little bit. So Happy Death Day is a movie wherein, like Nick said, it's it's horror Groundhog uh, Groundhog's Day, um, wherein this young lady keeps waking up and being murdered at the end of the day and then waking up and reliving the same day. Yeah. Um, so this is the follow-up to that. And um, it has a lot of the same basics in it and there is repetition, but it's also, it goes in a lot of directions you might not expect. Um, and the movie itself somehow has the same, sensibilities in terms of its kind of tongue in cheek humor. I mean, the, the tongue is still firmly planted in the cheek. Um, but it is, it goes in a lot of different directions and has a lot of different sort of content to it. Um, so it's a similar feel, but you've got so many different kind of movies in it. You've got at some point, there's kind of a heist thing going on. You've got lots of sci-fi, uh, it's a romance movie. There's dr- drama, even a little bit more than the first one. You know, the first one had a drama moment too. This one takes it up a notch. Oh, really? Uh, 
Yeah, and uh, and there's a little bit of horror, but it actually the horror and even like the murder aspect of it kind of takes a backseat to the sci-fi and the rest of it. Um, so it's 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 interesting because it manages to be a very similar movie and be a very different movie at the same time. So as far as a sequel goes, it kind of does exactly what a sequel should. Um, so it's, it spices stuff up, but it's, it definitely lives in the same world. Um, kind of like the first one, I think and this has to do with being campy and sort of tongue in cheek. Um, it asks you to give it a lot of slack um, you know, where you just kind of overlook a lot of things yeah. and go, okay, well, I'm not going to nitpick that. If you did want to nitpick it, you could nitpick the heck out of it. Okay. But if you're here for the fun, um, you're still going to get fun. And kind of, if you go along for the ride, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, there are good jokes without them all being like the same jokes as the first one. It's a lot less linear than the first one. Mm-hmm. So like the loops go in some pretty weird directions. Can I, uh, um, what, 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 yeah. what, like from the preview, I was kind of a little confused by it. So like, uh, yeah, I guess the movie starts off like the next day and then she like wakes up and it's the first day again. Is, is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, the, the, uh, you know, I heard someone else say this about this movie. They were like, you don't get the movie that you saw the preview for. And I will agree with that. Really? You're, okay. You're getting, yeah, you're getting a bit of a different movie. Because what you think is like, oh, this is the next day and she's going to be, it's kind of like f- a little more Final Destination-y. Like they're all working together because they're all going to die. Um, and that's sort of there, but it just isn't what the preview gives you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it does start the next day, but then goes back to the same day. And, you know, I don't want to spoil it in terms of explaining why that is. It's not something that's held, you know, close to the chest till the end of the movie. It's actually right at the beginning that they kind of sort of explain what's going on. Right. Um, but it's kind of a fun ride to get there. So. Okay. I I I want to hold that back. Okay. Um so uh and and there's one thing that I can I think I can say and that is that the explanation that they give you doesn't really make any sense in terms of it having anything to do with dying or being killed. Okay. <laughs> so that's if you're like, well, how does that explain it? That's a question you probably should have right now. Okay. Um so, uh, it's a, it's a, it's, I probably say it's not quite as good as the first one, but there are some jokes in here that are, um, maybe even, even funnier than some of the ones in the first one. Um, and, oh man, there's, uh, there's one question I have, but I can't ask that without spoiling. So, um, you know, if you see it, you might walk or or you might walk away going like, wait a minute, why, why isn't there a big issue that the main character would run into in some of these repetitions? Um, 
So let's see here. What can I tell you? Uh, <laughs> the as far as like the first movie goes, where they say like she's there's sort of a damage conceit. Like every time she dies, she's actually getting injured. Yeah. I had, and you and I had both commented on that, like, that's a thread that gets dropped in the first one. Yeah. I thought it was something that was going to come back in this one. And then uh, about halfway through the movie, I literally was writing it in my phone. I was like, get rid, gets rid of damage conceit. And then two seconds later, it comes into the movie. And I just wrote, just kidding. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, never mind. It's back. Um, and, and they take it a little bit more seriously. Um, so, oh yeah, by the way, side note, Jill was completely right about the one girl's neck being really long. Uh, <laughs> talking about one of the actresses. Uh, oh, the, the roommate? Yeah. 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 Uh. Um, so yeah, super long neck on that one. Um, and I think she's, she's the daughter of some, like Matthew Modine or somebody, somebody famous. Really? Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it uses a lot of its slack, but it's lots of fun. And the performances are good. Um, the, there's a teacher in this one who is just awful. I mean, the character's supposed to be really annoying, but the actor's also doing a really bad job. But the, the, the collection of friends are still, they're doing fine. The actors are good. Uh-huh. Uh, the young lady who, who's the main character, um, uh, Oh, what's her name? I think it's Jessica Roth. Um, something Roth. She is still really, really good. She's right on point. And there, I'm embarrassed to say this, but there's a moment where it is getting dramatic. And like, I was tearing up because she was just really pulled me in. And I've, I've seen a lot of people in movies cry. Uh huh. Um, but she manages is something that I don't think I've seen before, which is like, her eyes turn red, like like they redden up. Usually if someone's crying, it's like a tear goes out of their eye and it's nothing else is really happening. Hers, her her eyes are just, they're getting irritated oh. and red when she's tearing up. And I'm like, man, this movie just went in a whole different direction, but good Lord, I am with it. And I think it's just because she's so, I don't know, she's it's charming um, and just a really fine actress. I really hope that she goes into a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Because okay. so far she's only been in these movies and um, La La Land. Um, I never saw that. So I never did either. Um, so, yeah. So if, if you enjoyed her, I know you enjoyed her performance in the first yeah, one. Yeah, I thought You're she was wonderful. More of that. That's great. That's mm-hmm. terrific to hear. Yeah. And uh, it, there's there there are a few questions that are kind of philosophical questions that are raised in the movie. Um that don't exactly don't exactly get processed through in the movie, but they're still kind of interesting. Like some stuff happens in the movie where you're like, she's reliving some experiences and the things going on around her are different. And you go, huh, well, what is this? What does this mean then? If the context is so different is, is she the same person? Like if she's walking into this situation thinking it's one situation and you go, oh yeah, well you should totally handle it this way. But then she finds out a couple things are different. It's it's kind of unsettling and disorienting. It makes you go, oh God, you know, like it, it, this, it, 
it, it almost feels like it's by accident, but maybe it's just because it's organic. But you, I think I found myself anyway going like, oh God, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Yeah. And feeling really confused and disoriented and going, hey, that's pretty effective for this movie. You know, because she's kind of, at least earlier in the movies, had to go like, what the heck's going on here? And in that moment, she's going, hey, wait, this isn't what I expected, even with what I've learned already. And I'm right there with her for that, too. So I I, I really enjoyed it. it I, I, and even as I'm talking about it, I'm like, maybe I did like it more than the first one. I feel like I kind of need to watch the second one again now that I've seen it. Um, but uh I I would definitely recommend it. If you can't get to the theater to see it, I don't know that that would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing you necessarily need to see on the big screen, but if you get a chance to watch it at home, definitely do. If you if you're interested in seeing it in the theater, go for it. And uh, if it's like a date movie thing, definitely go. Yeah, because you know even if you're you're not someone who really enjoys horror or your date's not someone who enjoys horror, the horror part's pretty mild. So. That's it. Happy Death Day. Huge recommend. Or Happy Death Day to you. What, uh, what letter grade would you give it? Uh, I would probably give it a... Hmm. I th- you know, I think I'd give it a B. Okay. That's pretty good. And and, and with... and Yeah, and with the, the... Whatever low points or lulls or whatever that might not have it be higher, um, they're really made up for by the high points. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Like, I really enjoyed that first one, like we talked about on the show. But the sequel looks like it's just as fun, so that's cool. Yeah, it's a solid. It's a solid follow up. That's great. Um, do they leave the door open for more sequels at the end? You know, I actually I left the theater without thinking that there would be a post credit scene. Uh huh. But apparently, there's a mid credit scene that specifically is setting up a third one. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, yeah. And I read about it and it actually, there was something that from nearly like the very beginning of the movie seemed like it was going to be a big plot point, like, or its own plot. Um, and then at the end of the movie, I was like, man, they totally dropped that thread. They never came back to it. Uh, it sounds like in the end credits, they're like, Oh yeah, by the way, that thing. Oh, okay. You're, 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 that's probably going to be in the, in the next movie. And I'm I'm nervous that they couldn't do as good of a job on a third one. But seeing as how this one was a solid follow up, you know, I I I'll definitely be back in the theater for a third one. Oh wow, that's a huge recommend from you then. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, all right. Well, then that brings me to my movie that I watched. Uh, yeah, I watched Overlord from 2018, uh, directed by Julius Avery. Uh, it tells the story of these World War II. Um, it's leading up to the uh, D-Day invasion, which is why the movie's called Overlord, because the invasion of D-Day was called Operation Overlord, or the D-Day invasion was called Operation Overlord. And um, mm-hmm. the the leading up to it, they put like they had tons of paratroopers go into like n- northern France to try and like soften up the German lines. Uh, for when the invasion truly happens. And uh, that's the story of this movie is like this paratrooper team of, of guys are uh, 
dropping into northern France to try, and their mission is to blow up this church that has a radio tower in it, and for whatever reason, it needs to come down. Uh, The movie stars, um, let's see, what's his name? Uh, Jovan Adepo, Wyatt Russell, and Matilda Oliver, Olivier, I guess Olivier. Um, Is there anything that we might know those people from no um but the acting in this movie is terrific um really yeah and uh if i'm gonna get into to spoilers for the for the movie um yeah because it it, let, let me put it this way if you don't know anything about this movie just go see it based on what i just said and then just sit back and enjoy the ride um like if you haven't seen a trailer for it don't don't watch a trailer and just go see the movie because um i feel like the trailer spoils the best part of the movie and i okay i am about to do that as well and so uh gotcha so if you haven't seen it turn this show off and go watch it and then and then come back if you want to hear what i have to say about it um but you've seen the trailer for it matt right yeah all right yeah so um i thought I thought that this movie was World War II versus zombies. It is not. Right. There's no zombies. There's just no. No, it's not zombies at all. Um, there. So, like th- this church that they have to destroy. Um. Eh, well, let me start at the beginning. Like the first twenty minutes of this movie is really good. Like you forget that you're watching like a sci-fi-ish horror movie. Um, because it just feels like you're watching a World War II movie about these paratroopers. And uh, it's really good. It's really entertaining. Um, the main character of the movie, uh, he's a guy called Boyce. Um, uh, and uh, this is where I'm going to display some of my ignorance again. But uh, he's an African-American gentleman. And uh, I don't know that in World War II that they had uh, desegregated units. Um, so like, there's like a couple of black guys that are in with these white paratrooper guys. And I was like, and I was like, uh, like, I don't care, but like from like a historical standpoint, I'm like, it it made me like, I tried looking it up to see if there were integrated paratrooper units. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I couldn't find anything, so I, I could just be wrong. Um, but I don't care. Well, I, I, I know that there are. There were companies that were only African American. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I don't know that that means that there weren't any who weren't. Yeah. So I, I, I guess I can't help out on that. And uh, the only, the only reason that I bring it up is because I, th- the whole movie, you just keep expecting the guy's race to be an issue, um, because they come in contact with German soldiers and like they mention at some point, like one of the characters is Jewish and he's like, what are we going to do? Like if these Nazis catch me, you know what they do to Jews, and. And the guy, and they're and you're like, yeah, that's terrible. Um, but what about the black guy? Like they, I'm sure they don't care for black people either. And and mm-hmm. it never comes up. It's as if the character was written. Um, and and this is admirable if true, but like it, it feels like the character was written to be uh without race. Um, so like it 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 could just as easily have been like a white guy or an Asian guy playing the same character, and you would have had the same result which is which is uh-huh. good like it doesn't have any of the 
Like I kept waiting for the race cliches and they never happened, which was refreshing, but also distracting. If that makes sense. I think I follow. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's that. Um, so then the, their mission is to destroy this church. So they get into this, this small town. Um, and it's the, it's the eve of D day. They have like six hours to blow up this church. So like that's their ticking clock is they got six hours to blow up the MacGuffin and um, they get inside this church uh, and in the basement of it is like the radio control tower. But like right next door is this science lab where this German scientist is experimenting on people and he's just Mm -hmm. making like monsters and and basically okay. and basically what what they invent is this serum that brings people back to life um and so like there's like but not as zombies uh, they're not uh, i guess you could call them zombies but they're not like zombie zombies like they're not uh Although there's this one that's pretty creepy and he's got like a half of an arm. Like it, it seems like they're taking dead German soldiers and bringing them to this scientist and he injects them with the serum and then they come back to life. And they're like, um, one of the lines is that for a thousand year Reich, you need thousand year soldiers. And, uh, uh, and so like, that's the conceit of the movie is that, uh, that's what they're, that's what they're going for is they're just making like zombie men, zombie soldiers, but like they haven't perfect soldiers that just keep going. Right. And like at one point, one of the American soldiers, one of the American soldiers dies and they inject yeah. him with the serum and, uh, and he like just sits right up and he's like, he dies and it's like terrible the way he dies. It's like, Oh man, I'm sad. This guy was, you know, Oh, it sucks that this guy died. And then, uh, and then they inject him with the serum and they like turn away and then he just sits up and he's like, Whoa, Hey, I feel a lot better. (laughs) And and you're like, okay. And everyone's like, what the hell is going on? And then like all hell starts to break loose and it's like this crazy sequence. And, um, and so like the, like the horror aspect of the movie is, is great. Um, there's a lot of crazy gore. The movie's like a hard rated R, which is, which is awesome. Like I had to go back and check to make sure that it was rated R because there's some crazy ass stuff that you see. And I was like, this isn't PG 13. And, uh, and it is, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I would highly recommend checking out overlord. Uh, and if you, if you've listened to me at this point, that's shame if you don't know anything about it, because I wish I didn't know anything about it going in. Because like uh-huh. the first half of the movie is just like a World War II movie. Yeah, the previews, um, they didn't quite explain what was going on. I know I was curious about seeing it because I kind of wanted to figure out what the elements actually were. Yeah. Like I knew there were some sort of experiments going on and I quote unquote knew there were zombies. Yeah. And I knew there was World War II stuff, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but it was kind of like, what's going on here? How's this working? Um, and so, uh, you know, maybe that was their way of trying to, let, you know, let you know if you're a horror fan, you should come see it, but not spell everything out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, like maybe it would be one of those movies like Cloverfield, where if you didn't know what was going on, it's a better experience. Yeah. It's a... Uh... It's a it's a shame because if it if they didn't have the trailer with the horror stuff, nobody would go see it because it's pretty generic as far as World War Two stuff. 
but, right. but the, the twist is great. Like, like it's, it's like a movie that Netflix should have just had. Um, yeah. but, um, it's a JJ Abrams production. Uh, he was one of the producers on it and the movie, it looks terrific. Like it looks very good. Uh, the special effects are great. There's a couple of wonky special effects here and there. Like, yeah. like at one point, one of the characters gets super strength and he like crushes this steel canteen and it looks really fake. And I'm like, why didn't they just give him like an, an aluminum canteen that he could just crush with his hand? Like just make one out of a can. Um, uh-huh. and, and like, that was a little distracting, but then like some of the other special effects are like crazy cool. Like, uh, uh, there's this one, I, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for you, but like, there's this one that is just like horrifying and the main character sees it and he's like, what the hell is that? And he like runs away. And then like, he gets, he gets back to his, uh, he gets back to his group of soldiers and and they're like, so you made it inside the church? Like, what what kind of uh what kind of stuff's going on with the radio tower? Because they don't know anything about the horror. And he's like, there's more than a radio tower down there. There's <laughs> there is so much more. Then he's like, and then he starts describing the horrible thing he saw, and they're and they just kind of brush it aside, like, like like it's nothing. Like you would, yeah. And then uh, like, okay, this guy's lost it. And then they go back. They go back to the same area later in the movie and you can like see on the guy's face him looking around for the thing that was there. Yeah. And, but it doesn't come back, which is disappointing. Like I was uh-huh. hoping I was hoping he would be like, I told you it was there. <laughs> but uh but you don't see it again. Okay. But uh yeah. Right. It's a it's a lot of fun. Uh it's a cool movie and uh definitely worth checking out. Uh Overlord. Uh a lot of fun. All right. Well, that's uh, that's gone back back up my list. Um, yeah, it's I had heard some negative things that it kind of dropped a bit, but I was still curious. But uh, hearing that, you, it sounds like you had a lot of fun. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not we'll, the uh, check that out. It's not the best movie ever. It's got a lot of problems, like a, like a bunch of cliched stuff happens, but but it's 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 totally worth it you know the only thing that i that i really hated about it is that um like it has some characters getting like shot in the head and it does like the digital blood splatter and that always looks fake like they still haven't figured that out as far as cgi yeah like it really every time it happens i'm just like that's that looks so fake um, so there's like some of that in the movie, like some of the special effects aren't so great. Like, like I was talking about the, the can that he crushes, but then they follow that up with like a head that spins all the way around and you're like, Whoa, that looked great. <laughs> but uh, is it, it, are there, are there comedy elements to it or is it just kind of talking about it that it's uh, making you laugh? There are a few lighter moments, but, but uh, I wouldn't say comedy moments okay yeah there's a there's a kid in the movie um and Uh, and he's not annoying at all like 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 the key to having a young kid in a movie is to make him french and he has no lines (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah okay yeah there's there's another way to play it too but i'll leave that for when you see the new halloween okay yeah i need to watch that i almost watched that last night and then i decided to watch overlord I, I'm almost I'm almost a hundred percent sure that when you see it, you're gonna walk out going, the best part of that movie was that little kid. 
All right, Matt, that brings us to the segment on the show where we address our movie ranking list. Uh, so if you're, if you're unaware, dear listener, since the, uh, the end of last year, we've been tracking the movies that we watch on the show and we're ranking them and the rule, the rules are simple. Uh, you pick on the list where the movie goes and it's either better or worse than something else already on the list. And once you pick it, it's locked in there. And the only way it goes up or down the list is if it's better or if the next movie is better or worse than it. So, Matt, where would you yeah. put Happy Death Day to you? Um, you know, I was I was nervous about putting this on the list because I, I was like, oh, man, I feel like I'm going to have to put it pretty far from the the first happy death day and i don't really want to end up doing that uh-huh. but now that i'm looking at my list i don't have to do that at all it's better than bumblebee and it's not quite as good as happy death day oh so it's going right between those two all right right sequel right after the original yeah happy death day to you and what week is this <laughs> i don't know is this week 104 it is week 104 my, how time flies. <laughs> One, oh, 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 four. All right. Now it's my turn. Go away, keyboard. Click the check mark, back it up, and into my list. So I saw Battleship Potemkin, and I am going to say that it was better than, oh boy. Was it better than Predator? Uh, I'm going to say it was better than Wreck-It Ralph, but not quite as good as Predator. Uh, Into the new number eight spot. Come on. Battleship Potemkin. Well, that's not going to autocorrect. <laughs> uh, week, what do we say, 104? That's what you said. And then uh, Overlord, uh, uh, you know what? I think I'm going to do what you did. I'm going to put Overlord, you know what? I'm going to move it down. I'm going to put Overlord in between Dancer in the Dark and Happy Death Day. It was a little better than Happy Death Day. Into the new number 11 spot. Overlord. Week 104. Great. All right. Um, so that brings me to my next point, which is uh, going to start our little plug segment. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the website Letterboxd, uh, L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D, uh, there's an app and a website. You can find us on there at uh, letterbox.com slash thisweekinfilm. And uh, it's like basically a social network for movie fans. It's it's great. Um, it was just recently brought to my attention by a friend of ours, Pat Shields. And uh, it's great. If you want to see our lists, you can see it there, complete with like movie posters and everything. Um, so there's like my list, Matt's list, and... Uh, and like all the movies that we've covered as far as uh, the website has, cre- uh, I've built them on the website. So like, 
check out letterbox.com slash this week in film. Uh, try and engage with us over there. It's, it's really a cool website and I'm still just kind of getting my feet wet with it. But, uh, I imagine we'll be posting some stuff there as, uh, as time goes on. Uh, and then in addition to that, uh, check out this week in film.com to find all of our other listings. Uh, the website is all back up and running and, uh, that's really all I have to plug, Matt. Anything? Um, well, I guess uh, there's not so much time left to see this, but for any listeners who are in the Chicago area, um, you know, now I'm having a trouble. I'm having trouble remember. I think it's the uh, Chicago Musical Theater Festival um, up in Edgewater. Uh, last night I saw right. Oh, hold on! Uh, this is musical starting our there. new podcast this week in theater. <laughs> uh, I saw a musical called "Oh Hi Johnny," um, which is a musical about the room. Yeah, you know the Tommy Wiseau movie, The Room. Of course. Um, and uh, you know it was actually pretty darn funny um and for a local theater group kind of a a small project um not only was the script much more entertaining than i would have anticipated yeah um but the performances were really good the the folks that were in it did a really good job and there was a lot of you know there are a lot of jokes that are for people who who know the room just in terms of like you know the lines that they borrow um, and, and stuff that you get to see played out. But there's also a lot of people on stage reacting to the things as they're happening um, that were really funny. So, like, there's one point where a guy's singing a song to... Uh, I, I guess it's the actor that played... The actor that plays Mark. So it's a guy playing a guy playing Greg Sestero, I guess, uh-huh. who's playing Mark. Um and he's singing to one of the other characters, the one who plays whoever plays whoever plays uh, Lisa. And um, there's someone else on stage at the same time. And while everything he's doing is really weird and, and pretty funny, because it's, it's like a terrible song um, on purpose, uh, the, there's another woman on stage and she's just like, like her facial reactions to what was going on is hilarious. So... I don't know how many of our listeners are in the area, um, but if you're around here and you can get to up to Edgewater, uh, I think the last showing um, is next weekend. Okay. So check it out. Yeah, okay. It sounds fun. Uh, it, 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 it really was. It was one of those things where I was like, once I knew what it was, because my girlfriend didn't tell me, <laughs> she said, we're, <laughs> we're going to go do something on Sunday. Uh, I don't know whether to tell you what it is or not. Um, and I was like, no, no, go ahead and keep it to yourself. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, and then when they like, I, I didn't even look at the program or anything. And then they were like, okay, so, uh, Oh, hi, Johnny is starting in five minutes. And it took me a second. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, hi, Johnny. That must be. <gasps> and then I was like, so I was really excited. And I'm like, oh, wait, this could be terrible. <laughs> yeah, like when, when you first and, uh, said you were really seeing wasn't. a, uh, when you first said it, I was like, ooh, that could be really cringy. Yeah. Yeah. And and for the first, 
maybe four or five minutes, I was like, I don't know about this. Uh-huh. And it, it really uh, it hit some good marks. Oh, so great. Good on them. Oh, that's good to hear. Well, that was This Week in Theater. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't have anything else to play. Okay. Well, I guess if that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. See you then. <laughs>